Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. When you make a mistake in life, do you know what an actual option is? Blame somebody else. That's right. This works especially well if you're in charge, as nobody will try and correct the narrative you put out there. But it does make you a bit of a goober. Remember that. Hit that subscribe button and then get ready for the 10 scapegoats of rubbish WWE ideas. Number 10, Bart Gunn and the Brawl for All. So if you are not aware, the Brawl for All was a Vince Russo idea that broke professional wrestling. For you see, this was real fighting and was presented as such, meaning by proxy, you were telling fans the rest of the show was fake nonsense. Good work, team. Good work. It was also put together as everybody assumed Dr. Death Steve Williams would win, allowing the door to be open for a feud with Steve Austin. As such, it was Bart Gunn who took the most of this opportunity and knocked the hell out of everyone. So what did the WWF do? Punished him. Of course, he wasn't meant to win, so now we gotta get him. I would imagine a lot of this frustration was also down to the fact the whole tournament was a bust, but still. Poor Bart, who got thrown in the ring with Butterbean at WrestleMania, suffering a horrendous knockout in the process. I'm not sure this was very fair at all. Number 9, Keith Lee has attitude problems. This one is still so strange, because everybody who has met Keith Lee always says how nice he is. I'm gonna throw my name into that hat too. I interviewed him back in the day. The dude couldn't have been more pleasant. Clearly somebody had agreed at some point because Keith tangled with the likes of Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar, but as soon as he was out the door, we were told he had attitude problems. What? Lee said that this was nonsense, it was more a disconnect between what he wanted to do and that strange bear cat gimmick that WWE had for him. It didn't work out, which is when Keith got his walking papers, and because the WWE universe was annoyed, all of a sudden this nonsense was out there too. It was all Lee's fault. Sure it was, friends. Sure. Number 8, Seth Rollins ruins Hell in a Cell. I remember watching this from a hotel room. Yeah, it was so bad. I didn't actually mind Seth Rollins being scared of the fiend, because if you don't fear a monster, why have a monster? But when we got to Hell in a Cell, sheesh. It's always difficult because Bray Wyatt couldn't sell much given his character, but even then, you gotta come up with some kind of idea. And it is wrestling, you can do whatever you want. We didn't though, and instead we backed these guys into a corner. To the point Seth broke all the weapons over the fiend's face. And what did the referee do? Stopped the match? My gosh. It totally ruined the stipulations and fans were so offended they took it out on Rollins. I think mostly because nobody from management was in front of the camera. It got so out of control Seth had to turn heel. And that's not fair. He was just carrying out orders. It also took Rollins a good while to move past this, but I reiterate not on his shoulders. Go and listen to interviews about this too. He knew. Of course he did. 
is not an idiot. Number seven, Cody Rhodes isn't helping Stardust. Even if Cody Rhodes only did this gimmick for a week, he deserved some sort of award. Stardust was such a silly idea. Because it was basically, well, your brother is doing something similar, so you should do it too. And fair play to Rhodes. He couldn't have thrown himself into it more. That mother got it over. The problem was it had a very definitive shelf life and bar. And when Cody saw this, he went to create it with other concepts. Let's move away and start changing things up. By all accounts, Vince McMahon and Triple H agreed too when they changed their mind at the last minute. Surprise, surprise, the future American Nightmare was annoyed, as anybody would be. Rather than take it on the chin, it was soon spun as Cody trying to force his way into something different, which is yet even more ridiculous stuff. Just in case anybody needed actual evidence too, Rhodes then left WWE and changed the entire industry. I don't know about you, probably should have just killed that gimmick dead. Number six, Baron Corbin is blamed for Raw. Man, this one made me mad too. It's the Seth Rollins situation again. If you are told you have to prop up the entire show, are you going to say no? Of course not. You're going to go out there and make the best of it. This is the position Baron Corbin found himself in. Honestly, the guy smashed it. While Raw was not great in 2018, Corbin proved he was like a chameleon with this stuff. He was doing it all. Vince and friends still decided to come out in front of the fans and admit they do realize things need to be picked up. And who did they point the finger of blame at? already know the answer. It was so unfair as it was quite literally shifting the buck. There's always those fans that take what they see on the screen as red. Baron then got a bucket load of nonsense and he still kind of does today. I think it has to stop. Also, let's never do this again. Number five, Muhammad Hassan. This is still difficult to think about because what in the flub were we doing? It was also offensive and filled with awful stereotypes, with the real low point being a terrorist angle on SmackDown the same week as the atrocious London bombings. Couldn't make it up. WWE soon realized they'd made a huge error, even more so after Network UPM told them this had to stop. And of course, who took all the flack? Mark Capani, the man asked to play this role. And again, unless he's going to walk out the door, what else is he meant to do? And not only did he vanish from TV after this, but he never wrestled again. It would be hard enough with this in your rearview mirror, but as WWE had also dumped all the blame on his head, well, it was just best to leave it. So, if you want to call this WWE stupidity, sure. I actually think that's fine. Number four, Goldberg doesn't know how to work. I don't care whether you like Bill Goldberg or not. But in terms of success, you can't knock him. The man rose to the top of the industry at record pace. A huge reason for this was because he just wrecked people in the ring, for real sometimes. But without Bill, WCW may have folded earlier. Goldberg was always going to go work for WWE at some point. And what was their big decision? This version of Bill is crap. He doesn't know how to work. And he needs to work longer matches. Oh, and also, we should all point and laugh at him. This resulted in Goldberg putting a wig on his head. Shock horror, it was awful. Bill didn't want to do it and that showed, but the fans didn't want it either. We just go and beat somebody up. There's some serious tension between performer and promotion, so as soon as he was gone, all the regular folks said it was a case of Goldberg not understanding how wrestling works. It got so bad he didn't make his comeback till 2016, and even that was touch and go. Genuinely surprised. Number three, Buff Bagwell kills WCW. Now, the real issue is that Marcus Bagwell apparently was not easy to deal with behind the scenes. By all accounts, he was a little bit of a nuisance even after he joined the WWF. You just can't do that, even more so when you come from the competition. The plan at the time was to rejig Monday nights to still be Nitro, whereas Thursday would become WWF SmackDown. Within seconds, though, this match went down and bam... Everything changed because it was deemed so bad. Now, actually, it's not as awful as has been made out. 
And really the issue was you had a WWF crowd that had been told for a decade, WCW sucks. So as soon as they saw that logo, they weren't having it. Makes sense. It did mean the whole match was booed and look, it's not that good at all. But when the powers that be saw this, they got cold feet, changed all of their plans, causing chaos behind the scenes. So somebody had to be blamed blamed it on buff. Number two, Terry Taylor didn't embrace the red rooster. The WWF big idea was to make him a rooster. What? This wasn't just a name either as Terry was told to spike his hair up and dye it red before strutting around the ring like he was a bird. I don't know about you, but I don't think that's going to main event WrestleMania. Bruce Pritchard even said on his podcast that Taylor should have embraced this a little bit more, but it's not like it was Mr. Perfect. Again, you had to be an animal. I doubt Taylor could have saved this regardless, and given the experience he did have at this point, he likely knew that. Everybody since has said this was Vince McMahon essentially winding Terry up, but still. Apparently, if he had become the best Red Rooster possible, he would have had a run against Hulk Hogan. Yeah, right. Number one, it's all Jim Ross's fault. If you have never seen this, keep it that way. But basically, after Kevin Nash and Scott Hall had jumped to WCW, Vince McMahon realized he owned the copyright on their character, and it was this that was over, so we could just get anybody in to play him. This horrible job went to Rick Bogner and Glenn Jacobs, soon to be Kane, and it was on Jim Ross to introduce them, which was another grand idea. Why don't we turn him heel? It was never going to work, even if the WWF had been honest, but they weren't. Instead, they had told their audience Razor and Diesel were back, got everybody excited, and within seconds, people figured it out. It's like watching weird cosplay. In story, JR also took the brunt of this as on-screen authority figure Gorilla Monsoon said he had done this deliberately as a hoodwink, which is ridiculous. Know the other scapegoats that have gone down in WWE? Please do make sure you let us know in the comments below before you like the video, share the video, and hey-ho, why not subscribe? And I'll talk to you soon. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.